when our eyes are suddenly open to a brand new idea, everything changes and it starts in our minds, not outside of us. The outside all of a sudden just seems possible and like you can change anything. And that is because in fact you can. These are just some of the things that coaching has forever changed in my life. And I hope there is something here you can use to change your life. See you inside. Welcome to the Women Rising Together podcast, a place for women with a deep desire to change their lives and the course of their future. And now here's your host, life coach, Addie Scharf-Helbling. Hello, beauties. Bonjour. Hola. Aloha. How is everything in your life? I hope your life is going well. I want to talk to you about changing things, changing things in our lives. I think for too many of us, I, the statistics are just, they just blow me away as to how many of us in this world walk around with our lives being a mess and us wanting to change them or wishing that they would change, but we really don't do much about it. And so today, I want to just share with you a few of the things. I have seven things that before coaching, I was not really aware of these things. And once I became aware of life coaching and how things are possible for me, everything changed. And I just want to share these things with you. And if there is just even one of you guys out there that can take one thing away from this, I am happy to record this for you. And I hope you find something useful here. So I became aware of life coaching in 2019, late 2019. And now I am 61 years old. I wasn't, I don't know, I don't know, I was 57 maybe at that time. I don't know. It's, yeah, about that old. And I can't believe that I went that long without really becoming aware of the fact that really everything I wanted to do was really within my reach. But I, for some reason, I guess sometimes we think or even maybe better yet, we don't think. Um, but we think that, you know, maybe this life that we dream of is not really possible for us in some way. And so today, I just want to share the major things that when I learned about this new world of life coaching, it just changed my life completely. And a lot of people are very much pro life coaching. And there are people who are not right now, not, pro, not life coaching. They're like, no, life coaching is, you know, nothing. They don't believe in it, but let me just tell you that for me, it has made a huge difference because it opened my eyes in a way that nothing else had done before. I used to read self-help books, and I think a lot of us are familiar with that, and I, I can't say that I had read a lot. I think maybe like two or three um, self-help books at that time, and I don't think I was really ready to 
for the message to come through because one of the things I have found out in life coaching as I embark on this evolution of always learning, always improving myself, always evolving myself, is that we are not always 100% ready to receive the next message that we that we need to move forward. It's like we need it in small doses. It's like a baby. When a baby begins to walk, it takes one little step and then, as, you know, two or three steps, and then later it starts to run. It is the same for us. Sometimes our minds, and this is, I just found this out by, just by listening to maybe like the same book several times. And it wasn't until maybe the fourth or seventh time I I heard something new and it hit me in a different way. And it's because the previous times I wasn't ready. My mind, our mind has to be in alignment with the message we are meant to receive when we are meant to receive it. Because I think we are capable of doing different things at different times. And so... I I guess I have to say that life coaching came to me when I was ready because if I had been ready before maybe there was maybe there were clues I missed and I I was not aware of them but today I want to share with you seven of the things that really have changed my life and I think my life will never be the same because of these seven things that I'm going to share with you and maybe I mean I'm going to keep going maybe later there will be more but for right now i'm just going to keep it simple and we are going to go with these that i have for you and so number one is that when our eyes are open when my eyes were opened and to to like this idea a new idea that came into my mind your life or, or everything really in your life can change and you alone can change that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I myself was a, like solely in charge for my own everything, for my own future. Now, that's not to say that I don't need help from any other human being. That's not at all what this means. I, I still need the grocery person that bought the store, that made the food, all those things, we are uh, a very, I think it's called interdependent society, right? We depend on each other for the goods we provide to each other, the services, the value we provide to each other. But what I mean by me alone can change my life means that I have to take the required steps, the action needed for me to change anything in my life that I don't like, that I am not happy with. I have to take that initiative. I have to have the initiative and start taking steps to, to have the desired outcome in my life, to change anything I don't currently like in my life. Instead of waiting for somebody else to, hold on one second. Sorry about that. Instead of waiting for somebody else to come along and give it to me or to make me, quote unquote, make me happy, satisfy me in some way, right? It doesn't mean I'm not going to be that what other people do for me, nice things and things like that, that won't 
you know, bring happiness into my life. It doesn't mean anything like that at all. That all that we know that's true, but you have to take the reins of your life to change anything in your life that you do not like. I did not know that. Oftentimes I thought I was just, this is my life. Like, okay, this is who I'm married to. And this is where I live. And this is the job I have. I can't have any other job. Those kinds of thoughts, right? I didn't know that. So number one was that, that I alone could decide to change my life and just start with that. Number two, that I am not too late. See, I run into so many people thinking that, and even when they're not older like me, I'm 61. Like sometimes people think by the time they're 30, that that's too late. That is too late because at that time, because of their kids or whoever, they're not going to go to college. And a lot of times people think that only if you go to college, that's the only way. And so, no, that is not the case. It is not too late. If something comes into your life right now, it doesn't matter your age and it didn't come to you before. It means that right now is the right time. That's it. That's it. I have become aware of so many amazing women of all ages, of all backgrounds, making things, doing things, not making, but doing things in their lives that just a few years ago, I just never saw any women like that doing things like that. And, and all of us can do that. So just wherever you are in your life, if you can hear this, if you're breathing, if you can, if you have a computer internet, obviously, if you're listening to this, you have all of that. It's not too late. You just, you're just in time to do anything you want to do with your life. I can do it. You can do it. So you're not too late. Start right now, wherever you are. Start going after the dreams that you have. Number three is that I create my own reality. What? Yes. I didn't know this either. I know. I'm, I'm just going to sound like a person that is so not smart, but it's true. I, and, and actually, I see this all the time. In other people, we rely on the actions of other people to change our lives. We make it, we tell ourselves in some way that the reason we're stuck is because of things other people are doing or because of something outside of us, not something I'm doing. It's something else. It's the government. Is It's my ex-husband. It's my ex-wife. Well, I'm not going to say ex-wife because I don't talk to men, but ex-husbands, like he did this or the job or all these things. And I used to be in that category. Also, that's how I know. That's how I can tell that this is a valuable thing to learn as that the reality I create, all, the, the reality of my life right now, it's my own doing. I was a co-creator. Even if I'm with somebody else, I was at least 50% in on it and I created it for myself. And oftentimes I think we, we don't know or we don't want to take ownership or whatever it is. We want to 
uh, put that off on somebody else, that somebody else is uh, somebody else is responsible for uh, my current situation, which I do not like, and so therefore it's not my fault. These thoughts are not serving us, and I didn't even know that it was possible for me to have different thoughts like, okay, I created this, so therefore I can probably undo it and create something else. It's our action, it's my action that brought me to where I am today. And the different kinds of actions, you, you can take different kinds of actions. You can, you can when, you, when you're angry, you take a certain kind of action. When you're happy, you take a certain kind of action, right? When you're calm, when you're upset, all these things, we take action from, from our feelings, from how we feel. And this is very powerful because then it creates our reality. This is so, I find this so powerful to know this, that I alone can create my own reality. Even when there are other people in my reality, uh, we need to uh, understand how to differentiate the actions that other people take and how we interpret their actions and therefore let their actions affect or not affect our lives to a certain extent. Number four, that I have that capability, the, the talents, the whatever, the experience, the know-how, the everything to become something other than who I currently am if I desire if I have a desire to do this uh, right now in in where I am and where you are at the at the current moment we are a product of our environment of our past in our current environment and so if you put a person in a certain environment, they, we become a product in, of that environment in different ways. Uh, it's not to say that we can't become something that is a different product of that environment. That is possible, but that is not the, uh, that's not the rule. That's, just, that's usually the exception. Most of us, the way we were brought up, we we learn certain things from certain people, the way we talk, the way we behave, the, the traits or uh, customs of who raised us, all those things become part of who we are. But say we change that environment, say we move from one place to another where the culture is different, where the people who influence us are different we can change that we can become we can have we can learn new things we can adapt new ideas all these different things i didn't i didn't know that i think a lot of times we we talk about who we are you know is that's who i am inside i am this kind of person i am you are you are this because of that and don't lose yourself those kinds of things and I'm not saying that we should lose ourselves because when we were born, we were, we were born a certain way. And then our lives, our personality um, was composed of 
all those things that surrounded us. But we do have within us the capability. If there's something about us, if I'm too shy, I'm too, uh, I don't, I can't speak in public or whatever it may be for you, we have the capability to change that. Jim Rohn once uh, in one of his books, I forget which book it was, but Jim Rohn, if you can look him up in uh, Audible, said that when a person embarks on a mission to make a million dollars, if at the end of that journey, he's made a million dollars, that's great, but that's not the most valuable thing. The most valuable thing that happens is the person you become in order to make a million dollars. In other words, is if you've never made a million dollars in your life, it's because of who you are right now. But if you begin with that goal in mind of making a million dollars, there are certain things you have to do and certain things you have to learn and maybe in the process, not maybe, but in the process, you will become a different person and no one can take that away from you. That's permanent. It is, that is permanent and then you can add to that. You can add to it, you can change it. If there's bad habits you learn along the way, whatever it may be, we are capable of changing ourselves, of becoming um, different and renewing how we think and the things we do. That was number four. Number five is that I can change how I see my past. This was huge for me because I think the, the way I heard it was um, you can change your past. Now, I think all of us, what we have heard is that the past is done. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, there's nothing we can do about changing the events that happened, but we can change our past in the way we see it. And I didn't know that. And for me, this has been so huge. I can tell you that there are so many things in my life that I used to see them a certain way. And when I heard this, I was like, what? What is this? How is this possible? And I was like, I could not miss a second. I, I needed to hear everything. And basically what happens is that sometimes, now there's nothing wrong with us having a great story of us where, where we are the hero and and we come out, you know, great, looking great. I'm talking about when we tell our, our story in a way that, that the story of our past in a way that it doesn't serve us that we come out as victims. We feel as victims when we tell these stories to ourselves. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that I could change how I saw what happened in my life. How, how did I change? How does what happened to me change to, it didn't happen to me, it happened for me. Like because of this struggle, because of this adversity that happened in my life, which I, I always saw it as a negative, and a lot of us do, all of a sudden it's like, no, because of it, because of this, I now have this experience. I now have whatever it is you have in your life. I now have my family and now my grandchildren, my husband, whatever. Is how 
I change my past by how I tell that, how I see, how it helped me become the person that I am today. All the good things about me that I like about myself happened to me, became, I became the person that I became today because of that. From here on out, I can change that. I can, I can decide who I hang out with. I can decide who influences me. I think other than our families, we must say that if we have family, we're kind of stuck with them unless we want to not ever see them again. And, and certain people that are close to us, I'm not saying that we need to change all of it. But when it comes to role models for business, evolution, or anything that you want to do in your life, your past doesn't have to dictate the state of your being, who you are for the rest of your life. You can choose to see your past and take the things from your past that served you, keep those, and then the things that were not so good, did they lead you to something amazing in your life that you have right now? Use your quote-unquote bad experiences to build new strengths to as building blocks for a better future, for a better you, for a better me. I think in in my experience, I there's things that I used to think, oh, that was really awful. I, I remember specifically times when I didn't want to even think about things that happened in my life. And then looking back, I think of how those different things that I thought were just so awful and I wanted to do away with them led me to have what I have today. Had it not been for that, I would have a completely different life. Maybe a better life, I don't know. Maybe a worse life, I don't know. But it, they led me to this life. And so when we tell our past or see our past that way, it's so much helpful. And I'm so glad to have that knowledge right now. Number six, to start learning how to love unconditionally. And I can tell you, this is hard. This is a hard one. Um, to love, and, and I specifically say start learning how to love unconditionally because you can't just say, okay, I'm going to love everybody unconditionally. It's just not possible. This is a, a gradual thing. I'm 61. I don't know how old you are, but maybe your whole life. We usually don't love people unconditionally, but I think that's something we want. We, we really want others to love us unconditionally. And if you ever had somebody in your life that loved you unconditionally, meaning they didn't ask you to change yourself in order to please them, you know what it's like to be loved unconditionally. And fortunately for me, I have had that experience in my life. My current husband, my husband, Chris, he is that kind of person that is like that. He does not ask me to change. He, I don't ever remember him asking me to change anything about me. And is the most freeing thing, not just to experience it, to be loved as you are, but also when we let go of expectations we have of people. If you've ever had expectations of people and they keep disappointing you, take this on 
and think to yourself, okay, let me love this person who's like really uh, frustrating me right now. Let me love them unconditionally just as they are because they're doing the best they can. Believe me, I am doing the best I can. You're doing the best you can. So they are doing the best they can. Try loving them unconditionally without asking them to change just to make you happy because they know a lot of people and maybe everybody's asking them to change in order to make them happy. If we can be a person that is happy with just loving people in our lives just the way they are, it's not only going to be easy on them, they're probably going to feel it, but it's also easy on us because we're no longer having expectations of them. Whatever they do, we accept now, that doesn't mean accepting abuse. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, if somebody's always late, for example, or somebody, um, whatever, whatever it may be in your life. It's just their personality. When you start to embrace that, it's such a freeing thing. And it's just like, oh my gosh, life can just be so easy when I just accept people as they are. So amazing. I'm so glad to have this in my um in my tool of of um life tricks. Uh and the last one, number seven, is do not care or stress so much about what others think of us or expect of us. And I think this is another area where we often just if this is just in our minds. I don't think a lot of people are really um, expecting too much from us, at least in my experience, I think a lot of times we find ourselves, um, this is when this is, this falls under the category of people pleasing. When you are doing a lot of things that you don't really want to do, but you want to do them because you feel that if you don't do them, that people are going to like, think you are uncaring or, or thoughtless or, selfish, God forbid somebody thinks we're selfish, right? This is one of those things that for me, when I started just practicing this, and it was hard, and it still is hard for me, I still have like three people that I'm always thinking, okay, I did not do enough for this person, and this person and this person, and I need to write to that person, and I need to call that person, and I need to spend more time with that person, right? We all we all have that. But this is one of the things that if you start practicing, I think sometimes we think that somebody out there, whoever it may be for you, is expecting something of you. But in reality, it, this, these are just thoughts we're having. These people have lives of their own. They have things they have to do themselves. Maybe they're, they're not even thinking that you are not, you know, measuring up. But sometimes we impose this, this thought on ourselves. So the ability to not stress so much or, or even care too much, uh, if, even if that sounds harsh, uh, about what others think of you. If somebody thinks you don't visit them enough, then that's their thought. They're, they're, you're probably never going to be able to visit them enough because every time it's going to be like, as soon as you leave, maybe they're going to be expecting you, you know, thinking about the next time you come back and you're probably going to be thinking, oh my gosh, 
oh, another week before I come back. Those kinds of thoughts. When you start to practice these thoughts and you start to kind of just get used to the idea and letting the dread or whatever it happens for you, the stress, just let it wash over you. These are thoughts that come to us and it doesn't mean we have to reject them, but just acknowledge that they're there and just think the one of the, this is one of the things I do. These are just my thoughts. Maybe this person is not even thinking about me right now. So these are just my thoughts. These are just my thoughts. And also try to look at their thoughts. Or yeah, you're, I'm thinking these are just my thoughts because that's probably not what they're thinking. And the opposite of that is, are you always thinking that somebody else is not doing enough? You're probably not. So if you're not always thinking that other people are not doing enough for you, the, the same is true for somebody else. So sometimes we stress ourselves out. I think I mangled this a little bit. So I'm just going to say it again. These are just your thoughts. Okay. Your thoughts are so-and-so. I'm not, you know, I have not done enough for these people. But also think about, are you also over thinking things are you also thinking that other people are not doing enough for you and if you are not and hopefully you are not then you know that it is not worth for us it's not worth it to stress ourselves about caring what everybody else in our lives are thinking about us we know way too many people to be caring or to be worried about what everybody's thinking and I can tell you this is not an easy thing, but this is something I have learned that I need to work on because it is for my benefit. And I hope that this has been helpful. Okay, so um, I hope this has been helpful and I hope that it can at least help one person. If one person is helped by this, I would be so happy. All right. Thank you for the honor of your time. And I hope to see you again on the next episode. Have a beautiful day. Hey, do you have a life coach? If you don't have one yet, I would love to be your coach. I created the Master Your Craft program designed to work in specific areas or challenges in your life in a way that works for your specific situation, and I think you would love it. To find out more, click the link in my Instagram bio, A Women Rising Together, where you can also connect with me. Also, if you're finding this podcast useful, I would so appreciate it if you were head over to iTunes and give it a review and rating to help me reach more women who may benefit from listening. See you next time. And until then, let's keep rising.